podcast for giftware and specialty food artisans who want to work smarter, earn more, and live better. Hosted by Stefa Normantis. Hi, this is Stefa. Thank you for listening to Artisans Food Wholesale. Today we are talking to Heidi Feldman of the Martha's Vineyard Sea Salt. Uh, so we're looking forward to chatting with her. Anybody who has been to Martha's Vineyard knows what a magical place it is. And Heidi has a special connection to this beautiful island and has built a really interesting business with some natural assets of Martha's Vineyard. So let me jump in and introduce her. She is the co-owner of Down Island Farm, and she's passionate about living local and reviving the tradition of making sea salt on Martha's Vineyard. She likes her Martha's Vineyard sea salt with grilled vegetables, chocolate, ice cream, or brownies, or both. So welcome, Heidi. Hey, nice to talk with you, Stefa. Thank you. Uh, So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your business. Uh, Well, I am a mature woman uh, with a very engaged husband, and we We're very fortunate to find this magical place about 30 years ago via friends. We're very lucky in that we were able to move there about 20 years ago. Uh, And together, we decided to start a little farm. And we are making sea salt now after a very kind of circuitous path, but a path that we believe in. Tell me about your business name and what products you sell. So Martha's Vineyard Sea Salt, the name came from... Uh, querying a bunch of friends, about 30 friends, coming up with about 60 ideas and then throwing (laughs) those names back out to friends. And we decided in the end that we needed to have a sense of place, which is Martha's Vineyard, a destination uh, frequented by many, either day trips or annually. Most most people who come once can never leave. Um, They have Mm -hmm. to come back time and time again. And also, uh, we wanted to describe the product that we were making, which is sea salt. So that's how we came up with Martha's Vineyard Sea Salt. We had tried things like Salty Girl or She Sells Mm -hmm. Seashells, but they all (laughs) wound up being too cute. And um, as we went through the process of discovery and how to actually produce the salt, because we wanted a um, like a net zero carbon footprint, uh, we decided mm-hmm. that we want the sea salt was going to have to be on a slightly more expensive side. It was going to be a more culinary salt. And so we decided mm-hmm. to go with a more straightforward name that had a had a ring to it with all audiences. Mm-hmm. Terrific. I love that, Heidi, because clarity trumps cute any day of the week. Yeah. Yes, in, bo- in both name and packaging. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So why yeah. did you start your business? And uh, how did you um, know it was worth sticking with? Well, in about, so we moved to the island in 20, 2000, in 2003, after having tried my hand in a couple of corporate jobs on the island, because I have a corporate background, I started digging. Uh, I was digging because I needed to work out all that energy that I'd spent in offices and wasted in offices. And I had a little plot of land and it's super hard to grow where we are on the island. We have basically clay and sand. So that was challenging. And that evolved into an assessment of the natural resources that we have on our land. And as it turns out, we really only had one or two natural resources. Uh, The first one being oak trees and the second one being potentially low growing blueberries. Nothing like Hmm. the main blueberries, I I might add. (laughs) These are all in forests and really hard to cultivate. So um, the very first product that we offered was actually edible flowers to local chefs. Uh, so mm. edible flowers have a very low nutrient requirement in gardens. They're relatively easy to grow, like nasturtiums, um, mm-hmm. for example, are kind of spicy. And they went over yeah. well, but 
at 10 to 15 cents per blossom, you could see this was going nowhere fast. Yeah. And by the way, I was, I was still working. And then after that assessment of the natural resources, I determined through the web that she, S-H-I-I, is, means uh, mushroom, sorry, hmm. means oak, and take yeah. means mushroom. So uh-huh. we had this forest of oak trees. And with this forest of oak trees, we were able to sustainably harvest some of those trees and then inoculate them with spores and grow shiitake mushrooms. Oh, so our yeah. very first entry into the food-based market from our farm was with shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and we did that for about five years. We had about 700 logs in rotation, and I could speak ad nauseum about about logs and oak trees. <laughs> and then we got hit by a natural disaster called called moths and caterpillars. <gasps> Oh. Yep. And they devastated our woodland. They pretty much took the canopy the first year. And then the second year, the trees that were doing okay got hit again by a different uh, caterpillar. And we lost uh, about 60% of our woodland uh, because yikes. of the caterpillar invasion. And there's really no way to save it that was good for the environment. It's mm-hmm. spray the trees. Um, it's expensive. It's not good for the environment. So mm-hmm. we had to, we just had to stop producing. And at that point, wow. we're selling to about 15 restaurants. Mm-hmm. So we were, we quite hadn't quite gotten off the vineyard with that. We took mm-hmm. a break for about two years and bantied about all kinds of ideas. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, when you're when you find all that energy that you were spending on producing something and you no longer have it to expend, mm-hmm. you're expending it on silly ideas like let's grow potatoes and make vodka, vineyard vodka. <laughs> what could be better? That was really out of our range. Um, but then it dawned on me one day um, as I was going through my head because I tend to be a pretty linear person: who, what, mm-hmm. when, where, why. What are my what are my criteria for a product? I learned, you know, quite a few things about mushrooms and you know how fragile they were and perishable they were. I wanted something that was shelf stable, something that had mass appeal, something mm-hmm. that was part of the local food movement, even if folks didn't realize it was part of the local food movement, mm-hmm. something that um, would carry us into the future. And um, I was having a moment of weakness eating mm-hmm. lunch one day. I stopped by a local eatery and it was packed full of summer tourists. So instead of getting a sandwich and being a, a good girl, um, <laughs> I had a bag of chips and a, you know, and an iced tea for lunch. And the bag a of chips happened meal. to be <laughs> a balanced meal, totally balanced meal in July. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the balanced meal led me to um, Cape Cod sea salt and vinegar potato chips. Mm. And as I was sitting there munching and munching and munching, I said, oh, my goodness, sea salt. Oh, my goodness. Like. Everything mm-hmm. just kind of clicked in my brain. We're surrounded by water. What water? The ocean. Oh, my goodness. The Atlantic Ocean. Oh, beautiful water quality. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I ran into the local store where I'd gotten those chips, and I searched the shelves high and low. And lo and behold, there was one other sea salt on the shelves. And it was from a company also on Martha's Vineyard, a company that uses pre-purchased products and blends them very nicely. They have a strong following, but nobody was making sea salt. Uh-huh. So that's how we got our start. Fantastic. Isn't it funny how those things come together? You oh, try, you try, yeah. you try to force the idea, and then all of a sudden it uh, it pops out. And how and how perfect that it was food and junk food, yeah. because I'm, you know, secretly a junk food addict. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's good junk food or bad junk food, I'm all over it. <laughs> yeah, no, those uh, little pleasures. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do both wholesale and retail, Heidi? Yes, we do. We found it necessary to build our brand through both channels. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wholesale, we pair with producers who help to promote us, be it Mm -hmm. on a menu in a restaurant, 
in the social media of that restaurant mm-hmm. or in a product that puts us on their label and has us in as a guest to do a tasting or uh, attends a trade show and shares a trade show booth with them and also does mm-hmm. a tasting. Nice. Uh, and then the retail, we do two forms of retail. One is direct retail via mm-hmm. our local farmer's market. Mm-hmm. We have a 35-year-old farmer's market on Martha's Vineyard, of which I'm very proud to be a board member. I'm a recent member. I've only been part of it now for five years. Very strong tradition, huge following. Nice. So we sell direct to folks there and in the winter markets and such. And mm-hmm. then, of course, to our retailers. And sure. our retailers, we promote them through our social media We enjoy getting pictures from them of our merchandise in their stores. We enjoy hearing their stories about customers who come back to them with recipes for how to use the salt. So we very much try to promote our sales to them and and our product in their stores. Fantastic. What are you most proud of in the business, Heidi? Oh, hey, well, I maybe wrote this down. Did I write (laughs) this down? Where are we? (laughs) Um, I'm most proud of that we made it past the five-year mark. Mm -hmm. I had a plan for five years. I will be honest, we did not meet the finances. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't make as much money as we thought we were going to make. We didn't, you know, we're not pulling that profit that we want to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm also working jobs off farm. So mm-hmm. I've, my time is split. That's the financial side. But on the feel good side, I'm mm-hmm. completely proud of the fact that we are zero footprint, nearly zero footprint, carbon free. We solar evaporate this water. It comes mm-hmm. from one of the cleanest water, uh, water sources known in this area or around the United States. There are so many reasons to be proud of it. Oh, and by the way, it's brought my husband and my relationship into a whole new realm. So there's mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, at the very beginning, we had said, if, you know, we're not going to let sea salt ruin our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, our marriage will survive having a business together. And five years later, we've had some struggles along the way, but we, we managed to work our way through it because in the end, it, it's sea salt. It's a wonderful it product. Is. But a marriage is more important. So we learn how to work with each other on a much different level than we did when we were just husband and wife. That is such a realm that can be such a minefield for people as far as like, all right, how does this work in our marriage when it's uh, it can be all consuming? How do we not let it take over? How do we not let it take over our lives? Mm -hmm. Is that the hardest part of the business? Yes, hands down. Yeah, I agree. Tell me about a current challenge you're having. A current challenge is I'm looking at repackaging part of my line into refillables. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. This is primarily going to impact my direct sales mm-hmm. uh, at the farmers markets. I feel it's really important that my customers know that we want to not add to the trash mm-hmm. heap, uh, wherever that trash heap is. So we are going to be offering, um, right now, most of our line is refillable. We've got one challenge left. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of yesterday, I think I've actually found the container mm-hmm. and the top. And you know they're both really great. And I'm hoping to work on pricing when I get back home. Fantastic. Tell me about a failure moment and something you learned from it. Oh, boy. So uh, failure moments are, I'd say, our website. Is a, is an ongoing failure moment and it's <laughs> totally in my bailiwick. Um, I have a great person that I work with on the web. I've got wonderful now social media people who recently started working with us within the last six months, but Carmine Mora has been our web designer since, uh, since before we launched actually. And what I didn't realize or ingest or really want to take in for myself is that if you've got a website, it is a baby just like 
being mm-hmm. a retailer yourself. You've got to build an entire program for it mm-hmm. because you're reaching a completely different audience. And even though I've done a lot of marketing around driving, attempting to drive consumers to the website, it's not paid for itself. Mm-hmm. And really my goal with the website, even though we do have, uh, we, we've been successful with some online sales, I want to see so many more online sales in terms of repeat business, mm-hmm. not necessarily going out and doing customer acquisition, but as you know, customer acquisition is far more expensive mm-hmm. than a return customer. A return customer already knows your product. They're more likely to come on board with less mm-hmm. um, incurred costs to the business. And yeah. um, so those are the folks that I'm, I'm trying to reach. What do you wish somebody had told you before you started? And I know you've had a few starting points. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish somebody had told me how much regulation was going to cost. Ah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Department of, the Mass Department of Health, corporations, the Mass Department of Health is, I don't know, it sounds small, I think, to some of your customers, but Mass Department of Health, I think, is 300 a year. Mm-hmm. The corporation is 500 a year in Massachusetts. Plus, we have a farm, so we not only have to have a regular home insurance policy, we have to have a liability policy, Uh, like a big liability policy. Also, because it's food, we need to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, costs for serve safe, costs for board of health permits, Mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. It takes a lot of salt to pay for $300 worth of permitting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big pile of salt. Absolutely. And for that, I totally... Tell me what your business has taught you. My business has taught me to literally shut up and listen. <laughs> right? My LinkedIn bio says, can make meaningful conversation with wallpaper. <laughs> and that comes directly from my um, my corporate background. Actually, pre-corporate, I worked in nonprofits for 10 mm-hmm. years. I was I rose to the ranks of de- uh, directors of development. Mm-hmm. So I was always schmoozing yeah. donors with their annual fund, capital campaign, lifetime giving. Mm-hmm. I learned to... And, and even prior to that, my father's retail business, because he was the beginning of all this, uh, I learned how to schmooze. Yeah. And I need to stop schmoozing and stop offering help to people and listening and asking people questions and absorbing their responses. Oh, that's so hard. So hard. Agreed. <laughs> but tell me some other uh, tips you've learned. How often are you introducing new products? What's your process for that? We are in this for the long haul. So I, while I feel pressure to introduce new products on a regular basis, I also recognize a bunch of factors. My age, my resource, my capacity right now, our workspace is literally a 12 by 12 room, mm-hmm. right? Our solar evaporator is a thousand square feet, but our workspace where we process everything is 12 by 12. And so there's only so much you can push through that little space. Mm-hmm and a bunch of other factors. I have a couple of ideas jiggling around my head all the time, but they have to meet certain mm-hmm. criteria. So for example, if I want to introduce introduce a new variety, um, it usually comes to me because it's got a health advantage, such as our naughty salt. Mm-hmm. It's activated charcoal blended with the sea salt. Mm-hmm. Activated charcoal is very good mm-hmm. for us, and especially in limited amounts. Plus it lo- looks super sexy on yeah. the plate and it tastes yummy. And then this past year, we introduced turmeric, cranberry, and white pepper. Ooh. And that was also for health reasons. I myself suffer from inflammation. Mm-hmm. Then turmeric, as you know, activated with pepper. Yeah. 
is very good for fighting inflammation in a holistic way. And the cranberry is a nice offset. It's not sugared cranberry. Mm -hmm. It's all-natural freeze-dried cranberry. That makes a nice salt. And then, so that's the health kind of salts. On the other side, I tried to incorporate either foraged or grown, island-grown products into our salt as much as Mm -hmm. possible. So, for, for example, we have a sumac, a foraged sumac, island paprika, island garlic salt that we also released last year. I now forage sumac and process it, which is like a job into itself. (laughs) When we were kids, we used to take the sumac and we were, uh, you know, in our family, we would hurl the sumac heads at each other so that if we had only known. (laughs) That's so funny. That's great. I love to see that. You know, we were always told it was poison Uh sumac. And in New England, it's not poison. The only varieties that grow here, the staghorn, the other variety are not poisonous. It's only down south where they get the white berries. Uh-huh. So all those, all that fruit, I just, every, every fall now I go wild because there's so much available fruit that can be processed that folks aren't. No, they're all kind of, uh, you know, they've heard that it's poisonous. So uh, stay away with wisdom. Right. Um, tell me your uh, tip for finding new buyers and your best marketing. How do you handle your marketing? Well, so here's where the schmoozing comes. <laughs> I'm I'm best in person. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy people. I really enjoy meeting new prospective vendors. I like hearing their stories. I like getting into their heads about their business. Or I can shut that down and just listen to their mm-hmm. needs and you know provide what they need. I use a variety of sources. For example, New England made shows, which are, are great. Especially up in Portland, we get great foot traffic in an area that I wouldn't otherwise be able to visit on a regular basis. I take leads. So, for example, my sister Sharon owns a company called Eco Bags, um, and she very kindly shared her leads with in all of her natural food stores, co-ops, you name it, in the New England region with me. And so I've been able to make contact with quite a few of those individuals. And as we grow, we're only five years old now, we are looking at doing a more streamlined focused outreach program where I'm um, working on my sales channel on a regular mm-hmm. basis, like making two calls every other yeah. day to, to reach out to prospective vendors, be they, you know, local to the island or, or somewhere else in, in mm-hmm. New England. Uh, and then social media. So I finally <laughs> caved. I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle <laughs> it. Can't do everything. You, you've got to give away that which you are not either proficient in or don't like doing or it aren't good such good advice and social media and such good <laughs> some thank you i just i i was like you know i just on top of everything else plus we have a farm with animals i was not sitting down and 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 uh always writing an instagram mm-hmm. post or a facebook post or you know uploading something to the website so Carmine, uh, our web guy, made it uh, made it so that our uh, our WordPress site streams our two feeds on Instagram and Facebook, which That's is fantastic. Great. That means our faces our our page is always mm-hmm. fresh. And then I'm working with a company called Brunch Money. They're out of they're out of Connecticut, Greenwich, Connecticut. Again, that's Brunch Money because that's mm-hmm. a wacky name. I love it though. And what they're doing is helping me get more strategic with SEO, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. We're a little, little piece of the pie and we actually have really top ranking because of the brand of Martha's yeah. Vineyard, but they're helping me write little snippets about Martha's Vineyard from several different purviews, which will get us noticed on the, uh, you know, based on the Google analytics mm-hmm. and what folks put in as search criteria. Mm-hmm. And then 
Finally, like I said, I, I am working with social media folks and they are fantastic. They are a group called Shored Up Digital and they work with me. I feed them pictures and some text and they make the magic. Fantastic. Great. Well, I will link to all those great resources. Thank you for sharing those, Heidi. It sounds like there's, you know, some nice tools oh, in, uh, in that toolbox of yours. I have to say, I, I want to add sure. one more because without a doubt, um, Melissa Patterson at About Signs MV mm-hmm. is my uh, happens just happenstance lives seven mm-hmm. miles away from me, not even three miles away from me. Has is a professional, has a full on printing shop. Can do you know for those who aren't on the island, can at least do the design work, if mm-hmm. not all the printing, because I don't know what the shipping would cost. And is just really wants to help focused entrepreneurs who want to get their businesses up and listens to the story and listens to what somebody is actually trying to convey with their brand and turns that into beautiful. Fantastic. She sounds like a great partner. She really is. Tell me about, um, I know you're on a farm and sustainability and lifestyle is really important to you. What's a healthy habit that you rely on? I just started. um, So three years ago, I had a major health crash. I, um, I was working too hard on sea salt and my other jobs, mm-hmm. plural. Um, winter came, and I think it was a vicious winter. Maybe it was four years. It was 2015. It was a vicious cold winter, and I was going to all the holiday shows and not feeding myself and setting up booths in the wee hours of the morning in the freezing cold and breaking them down in the, you know, in the dark and dragging them back mm-hmm. out to my car. And my body caved. My, my body gave in. And at that point, I was still relatively healthy, but I went in for a simple knee operation, you know, not a full mm-hmm. knee replacement, just fixing a meniscus or something. And um, my body said, oh, well, okay, well, you're in recovery for this, but guess what? We're going to make uh. you super sick. And I got super sick and it took me two years to basically diagnose what was wrong with me. And then, and then another two years to start wow. feeling healthy. Yeah. I started working mm-hmm. out with weights for the bones, mm-hmm. right? And now um, I'm almost religious about taking a super long walk on the weekends, if not taking shorter mm-hmm. walks during the week. Yeah, that's a long road. That's a long, it is a long road. road. So don't do it. Don't don't break yeah. yourself for your business. Don't do it. It's no. not worth it. No, don't do no, it. it's that pacing <laughs> yourself, which is so hard in the beginning, because you are all in. And uh, setting those boundaries is tough. And that really helped mm-hmm. with delegation. You know, if you're looking at Taking a nap, which I had to do I, religiously for like two years, I had to take a nap in the middle of the day mm-hmm. or I just couldn't yeah. make it through the day. If it's between taking a nap or posting something on Instagram and Facebook, <laughs> guess what? I was going to take a nap. I yeah. had to take a nap. My body wasn't going to let me yeah. not take the nap. Knows what it needs. And I'm otherwise healthy. Sure. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's great to hear. Uh, tell me what the biggest lesson oh. you've learned in running the business. The biggest lesson is, and I'm still working on this, is don't be so shy. <laughs> I sound I sound pretty outward, don't I sound? I project. I talk like I know what I'm talking about. But you get me in a room of professionals, like networking, and I clam up like mm-hmm. no one's business. I know what to do if I'm a, de- you know, a yeah. development person because I'm selling somebody mm-hmm. else's product, basically. I'm selling a good you know, I'm selling a homeless shelter because people need housing. I'm selling an education because people need mm-hmm. to go to MIT. I'm, but when I'm selling myself, that feels so yeah. ego driven. It feels, it feels so me, me, <laughs> me, me, me. And I, I'm, I want to know about you, yeah. you, 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 you. 
So that's really my biggest lesson. So Heidi, you have a wealth of tips and resources. Tell me about some of your favorites that you might want to share with other makers. Uh, so, uh, first tip I have is one that uh, is something that I learned. I'm a, I'm a former project manager in addition to my, um, nonprofit background. Um, so I love managing projects. And as you know, projects are, are made up of tiny little details and one can get lost in the details. Um, and one attends so many meetings and there are so many ideas and you don't want to forget anything. So what I did about two years ago was I got myself just a regular, not a notebook, but kind of a leather bound or faux leather bound book with a little page, you know, ribbon. And I literally, every single meeting I attend, every idea that I have, every list to do that I need to get done goes into this book. And this book is with me 24 seven. So it's as tech as I am. This book mm-hmm. makes all the difference because I can doodle, I can make a list. I can not only make a list for my business, but I can kind of make a matrix of what is what is for Down mm-hmm. Island Farm MVC Salt versus my consulting gigs versus my home life versus my aging family life. And I can mm-hmm. kind of map it all out and, and figure out, you know, what do I get done in the AM? What's a PM? What's a late PM? What? And I, you know, like we talked about earlier, what do I do for myself? I walk. So now I actually regularly put into this list at no particular time, I have to take a walk. Mm-hmm. And that reminds That's- me. It's almost time. It's almost, it's almost time. time. I know. I know. But really, one of my, my favorite new things is a book that my sister wrote. It's called The Magic of a Tiny Business. And it's a quick read, a wonderful read for anybody who's been, been in business from 30 years as she has, all the way down to just getting started, because it sets stage for living your life and having a business too, instead of having the business take over your life. That is not as easy as it looks, you know, from the outside, it looks a lot easier than it is on the, so it'll be really fun uh, to be able to uh, check out that book with her in a future podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. Tell me uh, what inspires you, Heidi, or motivated when it does get hard. Um, What inspires me is how hard farmers work to bring Mm. good quality food to the table, how hard retailers work to find the very best products for their consumers. I'm inspired by nature. That's why I live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I work extra hard because it's hugely expensive to live there. So that's Mm -hmm. calculated into everything that I do. And that's why I haven't been able to move full time into Martha's Vineyard Sea Salt because of the beauty of the place. But the beauty of the Mm -hmm. place is so inspiring that I can't think about living anywhere else. Uh, That's good motivation. That's good motivation. Um, And I know you mentioned uh, walking being essential for health. Anything else that helps you recharge? I am. I love horses. I love animals. We have farm animals. Um, so I take, I maintain the, the flock of chickens. I take care of the goat. We did have some horses, but I'm letting the business grow, which means something had to give. So the horses mm-hmm. have gone at some point in my life. I'd love to have horses again. My husband and I love to travel. There's one, one website that I truly love. It's the road food website. Um, the Stearns mm. travel all over the country and they find, um, non-chain restaurants, mom and pops to eat at. And they, you know, really go into the depth of what the local cuisine is. And so we love to eat and we love to travel. That's, that's pretty much it. The husband, the house, the dogs, the farm, the people around me, my community is amazing. So there's never a shortage of somebody who says, oh yeah, I know somebody or, oh yeah, I can mm-hmm. help with that. Or, hey, if you do that, I'll do this. So yeah. that that's really helpful. 
Nice community. So lastly, Heidi, uh, what's your best advice uh, to others in your arena? I try to always... How do I say this? Uh, so we think of ourselves as being flexible creatures, but we, we t- sometimes inflexibility is comfortable and identify those things that you're not flexible about. What are those things that you really need to have in your life that um, give you great creature comforts or just great comforts? And don't let, don't let go of those um, to too much in order to try something new because you don't want to leave something completely behind. You want to have vestiges. Of, of what you've done before in your current life. So you can bring all that knowledge and all that, all that wisdom, if you will. Um, that's a little out there, but, um, I hope it helps somebody who's just like me made the transfer from big corporate top 500 company in the, in the world to, you know, having myself and my, uh, couple of people helping me in this teeny little business and hoping to grow it to mm-hmm. a normal size business. I don't need to be large. I need to be a good-sized, tiny business is what I need to be. Fantastic. Well, I think you are on your way, Heidi, so it'll be fun to watch that journey continue. So um, if if listeners would like to get in touch with you, um, how... Uh, how should they reach out? Uh, I welcome emails at downislandfarm at gmail.com. That's my primary email. You can always visit my website, but that uh, that email account is info at mvcsalt.com. So a little confusing. I, I have about six email accounts because <laughs> of business, um, but I do get back to everybody. Um, and for listeners, please don't hesitate to throw me a text at 508-560-3315. Identify yourself in, in the text, and I'm sure we will. I will get right back to you. If I'm not driving. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Heidi. I really enjoyed the time today. And thank you for uh, for sharing your journey with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Steva. You are such a a, a bright spot in in my day, in my week, in my month. And I really love doing the New England Made Show. So I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Thank you. Visit artisanswholesale.com for show notes with resources and links that help you work smarter, earn more, and live better.